All right, everybody, we are live. Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I need to apologize to all the longtime listeners. We have been off for about two or three weeks now. I did a little tribute to Chad Bozeman, Chad Bozeman, Chadwick Bozeman last week, R.I.P. the great Black Panther actor, also from 42, and other great movies. I'm smiling right now because I can see my guest in my little window here. You guys can't see him yet, and he was already laughing at my fuck up. I knew I was going to. Um, this guy's great. You're going to love the guest. This is the first time he's been on the podcast one-on-one. Longtime listeners will remember his voice because he was the producer of this great podcast. He is the founder and CEO of the People of Comedy Podcast Network. The man is a renaissance man. He's a, he's a master of a lot of things. He's a great graphic designer, an amazing sound audio engineer, whatever word you want to use there, uh, director, filmographer. He's got a lot of slashes in his title. And I'm, I'm happy to have him on the podcast yet again. Everyone, welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, the one, the only, James Webb. What is up, dude? Hey, Joey. How are you, buddy? How are you, man? Good. I like how I told you I was going to fuck something up, and usually the guests <laughs> laugh when I do. And then I see you giggling in the little video thing here that the listeners can't see or the I mean, people we watching. I can't be perfect, you know? No, so, it happens. It happens. I'm excited for this one because you are almost like a de facto sidekick on many of the podcasts <laughs> on the People of Comedy Network, True. like a young Jamie. I know it's not your intent in a lot of ways, but you're a good ear. You know a lot of things. I've always said James Webb is a fun guy to talk to because you have knowledge about you know a lot of different subject matter. You'd just be a great bartender in that sense. You can think of. Just yeah, but that... Any question, I can answer it for you, no matter how meaningless. Yeah, but meaningless shit is what makes the world go round. That's what the fun True. stuff is, That's right? True. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited to have you on. Um, let me just lead off, though, also, everyone. I want to show this off real quick, if I may. Yeah. I've got a Galway Bay Pub beer glass. Oh, shout everyone. out to Nolan. Shout out to Nolan, uh, the co-owner. I think I said just the owner once, and someone's like, you know, he's got a partner. He's got a lot of partners, that guy. Not messing around. Uh, the Galway Bay, more stagger than swagger, everyone. I'll find out the website and I'll post that like in the YouTube uh, description. It's a great bar, and there a lot of the merch they're selling is to help the staff because you know during these times, unfortunately, it's hurting a lot of small businesses. So I recommend people support your local businesses. Fuck these chains; they're fine. Yeah. A lot of these chains probably have like pandemic insurance if something goes wrong. So don't worry about them. Stick to the places you like. Help them through this mess. And on the back of it, here's what I love about Galway Bay Pub. I post this on Instagram, so if you guys follow me there, you've seen this. On the back, it says, we will be back worse than ever. I'll show you guys right there. You see that in the video? We will be back worse than ever. This is a bar that is honest. It's the most honest pub on the planet. Let me take a sip of this beer right here. It's a nice lager. I I remember very clearly an episode of your show being streamed there uh, was one of the most trying days, I guess, of my career. We could call it that. Dude, uh, our man. Okay, so we did a St. Patrick's Day 2018. Yeah. Or was it 2019? One or the I, other. I think it was, yeah. 2019, I believe. 2019. It was uh, live at Galway Bay Pub. And it was also kind of like the one-year anniversary of the podcast, I believe. Yeah. So it was, yeah. yeah. yeah it at was one point, block, dude. it was bad. Dude. <laughs> it was a three-hour podcast, three-and-a-half-hour podcast. We started doing it like 10 in the morning on St. Patrick's Day. And... I at one point disappeared for like 45 minutes from my own podcast. Oh, yeah, dude. Thanks for that, by the way. Fucking Nolan, uh, who is like, I mean, it, it's got to be hard enough for him to get drunk. He was already more drunk than I've ever seen any person. It, just sitting there 
like pulling in random people who didn't want to talk to him, who were just trying to drink at the bar while you were gone. And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck, bro? Can I swear on this podcast? Did you like sponsor? No, of course you could fucking no, swear on this that, podcast. That fucking cunt is just pulling assholes everywhere that he can find them in to talk to him, and they clearly don't want to be there. It was the worst three hours, but it was a, I think it was an entertaining show. You know, I still have those three hours. Yeah. And um, I've been meaning to like really dig in there because I know there's some gems. There's the one gem I found, which I've referenced on this podcast before, everyone. So sorry if you're a longtime listener and this is redundant to you, but too bad. <laughs> Jonah Jerkins, who's a great comedian, everyone, a producer yeah. of comedians you should know here in Chicago. He tragically, um, both of his parents are dead. And um, he murdered them. No, he didn't do that. Heroin did. Uh, but why am I trying to be funny right now? This is like a sensitive topic. And uh, this is just, I get uncomfortable, so I have to make jokes. He's telling like the story about like how he w- watched his parents do heroin when he was like five or something. And as he's telling the story, uh, the camera, you, you James, because you were running the camera. We had a multi-cam setup going with like three cameras. You cut to me and Joe Fernandez, who were not listening to him at all. He's pouring his heart out, like telling some really deep shit. And I'm like pushing Fernandez, like, yeah, I fucking laughing. You know, I'm wearing like green everything, green sweatpants, just look like the biggest lush in the world. And then it cuts back to Nolan, and Nolan looks at us and goes, hey, shut the fuck up. His fucking, his fucking dad died. It's fucking, not my fucking dad's, my dad's here. Dad, are you here? You know, he's like, you know, yelling. And then um, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, your dad died. And he's like, yeah. And then it cuts back to Nolan. He's now on his cell phone. And I'm like, well, well how'd he die? Or like, what happened? And then it cuts back to me and I start turning my cell phone off. It's just hilarious that like he's poured his heart out and immediately everyone starts taking their phone out and doesn't listen. Well, and you, you, the host of your own podcast, had to be corralled by the drunkest guy at the bar to like pay attention to your guests. That was, uh, that was special for me. I don't. I think I'd go up. I'd get up because you know we were drinking heavily. We took care of that bottle of Patty's Irish whiskey, which is my favorite Irish whiskey. Everybody, if you want to be a friend of the podcast, send me a bottle of Patty's Irish whiskey. I got a couple bottles behind me over here. I think or over here. I'm not a good weather person. Over my shoulder, that was like Jameson and um, McGregor's whiskey, which is just. Mm. Um, but again, sponsorship. Bring it on. I would go to take a piss at the bar. At the bar, right. And on my way back or my way there, I'd run into people or I was just talking to everyone. And before I know it, people were like, hey, aren't you with the people up there doing the podcast? And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I should go check it out. Pretty sure I ran into you like in the bathroom just talking to people like what? how are we both not here right now, bro? Like go do your own fucking show, please. Dude, I get I had a fun day. It was really fun. It was a super fun day. It was it was still a blast. dude. I love Nolan. I love Galway Bay. Please go to Galway Bay. When they open back up, are they open right now? Like even a little. They are. They are because they serve uh, frozen pizza, so that's their technical way around it. (laughs) As long as you, if you serve food, this is a really stupid thing that we could talk about right now. (laughs) Yeah, what counts as food? It's so dumb. For those of you listening around the world or around America, I don't know where it's what it's like where you are, but in Chicago, they for some reason, if you're a bar or pub that just serves alcohol which i think is technically like a tavern or something i don't know they would shut you down and they were only because you know the cases of coronavirus cases started to spike up like a little bit but i think overall chicago and illinois are pretty good we're plateauing as they say and um if you serve food though you were allowed to stay open because i think there was something where it's like food's an essential so you have to stay open but if you're just going there to get drunk no dice we got to close you up yeah. Which is kind of dumb in a way because, again, you don't need to go to a bar to get food. You need to just go to right. a grocery store, obviously. Right. So I don't know. It just seemed like a really stupid politician move. Yeah. And luckily, Galway Bay, a good, you know, a bar that so many comedians in Chicago adore, 
was able to uh, stay open because they uh, serve up some mean, uh, mean Jack's pizza or whatever, or Tombstone. I don't know what, the, what brand of frozen pizza it is. Ran across the street, the Walgreens, the buy real quick. Yeah, 7-Eleven. I don't know. <laughs> they got free popcorn there too, everybody. You got to get on that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, do. Does that not do. count enough? Is popcorn not enough? I don't think because they don't sell it, so I don't think lines. it counts. We need to, I need to know who to vote for who draws these lines. Dude, I wouldn't. I think by rule, wherever you are, who's ever currently in charge, vote for the opposite. I think that's a decent rule across the board right now. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's some people who are doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people who don't like the governor of Illinois, but the governor of Illinois in the past year has done a better job than most governors in regards to coronavirus, and he legalized weed and sports gambling. So. Yeah. You know, what more can you ask for, dude? That yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. Cool. That's pretty cool. Our mayor, I think, is, is uh, pretty so, crazy. Now, we'll talk about what you've been doing. You've been covering a lot of the protests on the streets and everything. We'll get to that in a little bit. But like the mayor of Chicago, I don't know anybody who likes her really. <laughs> Maybe a couple people, but everyone I know, pretty much everyone I know, like on the left, left hates her. Yeah. Everyone I know on the right, like, like anyone on the right, essentially can't stand her. Maybe there's a couple moderate here or there who are just like, oh, I don't really yeah, care. But you, if if you know someone who's like excited to Joe to vote for Joe Biden, they like Lori Lightfoot. That's like the only person on earth who likes Lori Lightfoot. Everyone else, right or left of that, is like, no thanks, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's probably pretty close. I know so many people who are voting for Biden, and a lot of the polls are showing that. But who knows with polls? But I definitely think. Uh, I definitely think it's people aren't excited about it though. People are like, yeah, fine, no. better than that piece of shit. But yeah, no. fine, like that's the mentality you have. It's like, do you want to eat a sandwich that's been pissed on or shit on? <laughs> yeah. I think the piss one I'd take, or just not eat at all. But you can't not eat. I you guess. can't no, not eat. That's the problem eat. when you have two choices. Not now, dude. You can't fucking not eat this time. It's. I think we're always going to be a, a two-choice country. Sadly, it's just a better. There's better systems. You don't I think, think it, this one will like upend that maybe even a little bit? Like people will go, okay, like even at, let's say let's say Biden wins, right? There's still gonna be like so many people just furious with Biden winning, even the people who voted for him. Uh, and like what what do you think's gonna happen next? We're just gonna let Joe Biden get another term or vote for a Republican? Like there's gotta be after this some kind of pathway towards another option for the next time. I think. You know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm being optimistic, but like, I really think this, no matter what happens, there will be a path towards a new party green or, you know, libertarian, whatever the fuck. Progressive. Progressive, hopefully. Whatever it is, like, there, I, I see another pathway opening because you, like, the, the people younger than me and you, like the, the 18 to 22, you know, 28, 30 year olds, those people, like, they don't want any of this. And, even as they get older, I don't see their ideas changing at all. So, like, they're going to have to force some kind of new – There, there's more of them. So they're going to take over and, and force some kind of new pathway forward. That's not Democrat or Republican. I hope. I pray. And I really I really do think is going to happen. Uh, I, I would love that. I would love that. I hope you're right. I like your optimism. I think – I started reading too much history at the beginning of quarantine where I'm like, oh, the re- – you know how everyone hates baby boomers now? Yeah. Baby boomers were like the young people who were going to change yeah. the world. They, they fell the short and then became whatever. Yeah. yeah, they they became 
sellouts. They fell short of that and became sellouts. So like when everyone's like, oh, look at millenn- look at uh, B- uh, Generation yeah. Z, whatever the fuck they're calling 22-year-olds now. Because 22-year-olds <laughs> aren't millennials. They're younger than that. Yeah, they're Zoomers. Zoomers, whatever the fuck. It, that's Zoomers, a stupid yeah. term. But whatever it is, they're like, look at them. They're changing the world. I'm like, that's what they said about 22-year-olds in 1968, and now you all fucking hate them. So who knows? I, if you're going to be the optimistic one... I'll be a pessimistic, I guess, even though I don't prefer to. I'd rather be optimistic. Will I see another party emerge? I hope so, because I think you need more choices. I like ranked choice voting and all sorts of other stuff like that. I think Canada fucking knows how to. And there's yeah, Canada did a good job with stuff like that. I think America was that person who had a bunch of great ideas early in the school year and then kind of coasted on them. Meaning, a lot of the stuff we do. That you know, obviously, besides slavery and uh, genocide, but that was the whole world then. Let's that was a lot of the world, but I mean, like, uh, our ideas with voting and democracy and pushing that, yeah, that was, those were great calls early on, but I think we could have expanded on them. And then the problem with us is whenever someone goes, Hey, you know, that thing we do, it's good, but how about we do this? Yeah. There's always someone going, Nah, 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 that's it's fine the way it is, don't even fucking bother. Where it's like, No, we can make it better. You know what I mean? I don't need sugar on my cereal, but a little bit helps. Like sure. you could add to stuff and make things better or expand, or if it's not working, tell it to fuck off. Uh, some more of that would be nice, but I do like your optimism. I just think if you're a Republican listening right now, you should almost want Biden to win because oh, Biden- Biden's a Republican. There's like no doubt about that. I, I, Biden's I, a yeah, fucking Republican. No, he's not, by the he's way. A cla- he's a classic, <laughs> classic in my view. I don't see a classic Republican. He made a cop as vice president, dude. How much more Republican can you get, bro? By the way, you know the average person. Safe Republican choice. If you are a Republican, please vote for Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Black woman is a safe choice in American politics. A black woman cop? No, I'm just. What's more attractive than that? Come on. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's very sexy, but you act like. A safe choice would have been like a white middle, you know, a 45 year old white guy from Pete Buttigieg or whatever the fuck, like, or Beto in Texas. You know what I mean? There was some risk. Don't act like there's not a risk to adding Kamala Harris to your ticket. I, I mean, it's so funny because everyone I know, like, uh, Republicans think Biden's going to bring socialism to America, and Democrats are like, he, he's right wing. He's a Republican. He's more Republican than Trump. Trump's like, he's a, this is the far left ticket. What are you talking about, dude? I know, but then you're saying he's a Republican, which also isn't true. So both sides are so full of shit right now. He is a, it's he the is. funniest time to be following yeah, politics. It's, it's it fucked up funny. and sad, but funny in the sense that it's crazy. It's crazy. No, let me just add, add this point, though. I, I think, like, if you're, if you're a so-called non-racist Republican, I know, hear me out, like a, a normal Republican who's like, hey, I just want low taxes. I think because yeah. I, I do know some Republicans who are like, oh, man, it's every time he opens his mouth, it fucking embarrasses me. He's such a dipshit in regards to Trump. Right. So you should almost want Biden to win, because then four years from now in 2024, you'll have your shot to take back the White House. And you could oh, do yeah. it with someone who's not a fucking huge piece of shit like Donald Trump. Yeah. So but if Trump gets another if Trump wins, uh, it'll the country will it'll around. it'll clinch a 2024 Democrat because it's kind of been that way. Eight years, eight years, yeah. we flip flop all that kind of stuff, and then who and also who knows how bad it'll be? Then you'll probably get like some sort of weird destruction of like our current system if uh, Trump does win. I could oh, see something like that. No doubt, dude. Like, so I, I had this philosophy that's now I think is dumb, uh, but I used to say, "Oh, just vote Trump," because. 
if you vote Trump, like you just said, you'll get a Democrat in 2024. And that that Democrat will be so far to the left of what any of the platform is preaching now, because it's going to have to be because you can you can only lose with Hillary once. And then you get and, you know, if you lose with her twice, it's like, OK, you got to give way to new leadership because you clearly don't know what you're doing. And 2024, like that, you'd get an AOC, you'd get uh, a Bernie Sanders corpse. And Andrew get, Yang. Andrew Yang, dude. Like you'd get someone who's so far left of what of anything they would imagine pushing right now if Trump won again. But you'd have to maybe like fight in a civil war, which I don't know that I want to do. No, like, I de- you definitely don't want that. That's awful. Because I, I be think it's stupid. Burning, it'd be more like it'd, it'd be a lot more often. Like it would be like potentially true chaos here. And it could be. Yeah. I don't think anyone actually wants that. I, Wouldn't it, it be better if the country just broke up into three or four different countries that all kind of had like like free, you know, we could drive across borders and all that kind of like, like almost like a European Union type thing instead of a tight. civil war. Now, look, everyone, I still would love for America to get back to some sense of normalcy, but yeah. it definitely feels like people want different things. And our brains are so polluted with uh, 24 hour news networks and all the social media stuff that, like I said before, you talk to someone who's a Trump supporter and they will tell you that Joe Biden is a communist. He is so far <laughs> from that because everyone I know on the left, they could barely stomach him. He's really a moderate. The Democratic Party isn't really all that, isn't really left. They don't want Medicare for all. They barely want legalized weed, I don't think. A lot of people within the party do, but I don't think it's like on the platform. There's a lot of shit that's just like, Hey, we'll raise the minimum wage a little bit and we'll keep Obamacare. We'll expand some coverage and we'll be better during a pandemic, which is all like, yeah, that's all better than now, but still the country needs a lot more. And that's why I like kind of like Yang's idea because he at least knows how to explain what he wants. The biggest problem with socialism, why people fear it slash hate it is they don't really understand what it is. They think it's communism. They think they can't own, open up their own business. They think in in like socialist countries you can't own your own business or 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 make a million dollars. The socialism that like Bernie was preaching is what they do like in Sweden and in Ireland and Canada and Germany and Italy and all these like European right. Japan basically. And it all these, works. They're so capitalist well. countries essentially. They just have strong safety nets. They just right. mean you're not going to go bankrupt they if you fall down a flight of stairs. People, which is insane, apparently. Like give a I shit know, about weird. Your fucking countrymen. Yeah, your tax dollars help people idea. instead of, you know, wasting it on stupid ass shit. So, um, okay, yeah, that's basically. I have, the, I have the Democratic Party platform pulled up here. So, hell yeah, buddy. Uh, doing my that's job why you're a great guest. As your producer. Uh, so, here we go. <laughs> so, uh, the, there's, there's some larger bullet points here, and it breaks it down. I'm not going to read all the smaller ones, but uh, okay. So, building a stronger, fairer economy. Great. So, I guess that means making minimum wage $15, which still. Is not even close to enough, by the way. If you should be twenty, if it, yeah, if it went for inflation, I think is what it is. really, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. The twenties, if it followed productivity, because productivity and uh, wages and union membership uh, had a steep decline. I think in eighty two, like right it's, when the Reagan era kind of started. Yes, and productivity went way up, and all of the like, I think wages leveled off and then dipped and then leveled off again. So like. $15 an hour, fine, if that's what we have to do. But again, it's like it's all these tiny little stopgap things. Like, fix the fucking problem completely so we can all stop fucking yelling at each other in the streets. Anyway, so uh, building a stronger, fair economy. That's the that's the one big one. Achieving universal, achieving universal, affordable, quality health care. 
that's huge. And I didn't expect that from a Biden ticket with anybody because Biden didn't want that. He wanted what? What, did, what was he preaching like in the debates? It was he like, wanted. He said we would just make it affordable or something. Like, yeah, make it affordable enough. It, it was it was wording that was supposed to like appease young people, but still, anyone paying attention is like, you're still getting pharmaceutical money, and someone's getting screwed on something because it's basically look, everyone. We the people who want universal health care just essentially want the insurance companies out of the equation. Yeah. If you know, it used the to. People in, who don't want that are being paid by the insurance companies. So anyone who tells you different is like they have something to lose monetarily. They don't they don't care about you. They care about their bottom line. Anyone with a fucking brain wants universal health health care in this country. Anyone with yes. a brain and a heart, frankly. Um all right, here's here's one that sounds kind of ridiculous. Uh and this is this is a platform plank. Healing the soul of America. What the fuck does that even mean? That sounds like some puff piece bullshit. Yeah. Uh, don't... I know what it means, but you're right. It's puff piece. It right. means they're That's just... a tweet, dude. Like, what it's the... a I'm tweet. I'm going of America. Okay, dude. Sure. Like, I think he me... just essentially means I won't act like a disgrace. Which, wow. High bar. Great. Um, I mean, it sucks that we need that bar to be, like, stated, but still. Uh, restoring and strengthening our democracy. What the fuck does that mean? Providing a world-class education in every zip code. Okay, fine. Better schools? Please, dude. Pay these fucking teachers. They need the money. Uh, renewing American leadership. What does that mean? Who knows? Oh, okay. So this is all this is all their overseas stuff, renewing American leadership. So that's let's go to every country and fuck with what they're doing. Don't like that. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty. Wait, platform is, go ahead. Step back. You said, do you think that's uh, like foreign policy going with other renewing leadership? Oh, well, so here's so there's the there's the main line there. And then right under that. Uh, so is the smaller bullet points. So revitalizing American diplomacy, which is, you know, let's go overseas and talk to people, which I mean, you should build a strong. We, we definitely need to repair relations with other countries after this nonsense. So go do that. Sure. Um, I think it's more like working with people on climate change and stuff like that. Right. You know, yeah, when Trump was running as a candidate, I actually agree with him by saying, yeah, we shouldn't be the world's police. Let's butt out of other people's affairs. Okay. Um, how much has he actually done that? Who knows? Because it seems like he just went to all these world summits and acted like a dick and only oh, yeah. kissed Russia's ass as much as he could while ignoring real problems. So I don't really, yeah. I don't know about that. Um, we yeah. definitely need to shake hands with people again and kind of be like, hey, that all that nonsense is over and we can... We can go back to doing what we do best, which is telling all of you what to do. With well, yeah, because we're a consumer. Yeah, exactly. We're a consumer-based economy, so you need to be friends with other people in the world because we need to sell them shit. Yeah, yeah. Or China will do it, and they're gonna—they're already doing it. So, hey, man, I'll learn Chinese. I don't give a fuck. Let's let's go. I got a Chinese flag right there. We're ready to go. In the I can't here. learn uh, Chinese. I can't. I feel like. <laughs> If I try to teach myself Chinese with the way Twitter is nowadays, everyone will say I'm being racist. They'll say he's he's doing an accent for laughs. Chinese, Joe. You know, appropriating Chinese. I actually learn have. Gaelic, you fucking. That's what they would say. How dare a white man learn a Chinaman's, a Chinese person. <laughs> Shit. Chinaman's. <laughs> I'm going to get fired from SNL for talking about this. You can say it. I'm a quarter Chinese. You're fine. Are you a quarter? I thought you were Japanese. It. it my grandfather was a. Were Japanese, you about to say same thing? Hold on. He was a right. Japanese Chinese national, uh, so he's I'm both. But he li he's he lived in Japan, I think, but his parents were Chinese, so he was born in Japan. So he's technically Japanese, 
but his ancestry is Chinese, and then he came here, and here I am. So. I like Japanese people better. I mean, I like everyone, guys. But uh, a Chinese guy once played a, he played a joke on me in which he, uh, he did pee pee in my Coke. Oh, no. Chinese that's, the guy. Oldest, that's the oldest trick of the book, John. He, was, he thought he was being real funny. And then I'm like, please don't pee pee in my Coke. But it was a good one, you know? <laughs> All right. Let, <laughs> let me ask you this. If you were on Joe Biden's campaign, you were one of his advisors, <laughs> and you saw what Trump said today where he was like, Sleepy Joe can't do anything and yeah. blah, 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 and uh, they're going to fail, and I, I made America great, and Biden sucks. How would you tell Joe Biden to respond to Trump when Trump is acting like a 12-year-old? Uh, this is probably why I'm not on his campaign, but I'd, I'd pro- honestly tell him, like, dude, like this guy's been calling you names for like a month, and everyone's watching the most R-rated shit on TV. You just need to go on TV and call him an asshole, Joe. Like, get on TV, say, look, I'm about to kick this guy's ass Say, say, kick this guy's ass in November. Say, you could say ass like that and get away with it, I think. But yeah, be a little vulgar. Cause like all of this, like, well, but no, yeah, stop saying malarkey. Say bullshit. Like, drop the malarkey, dude. Didn't you, didn't he like paint that on a bus or something? Like, no malarkey, more malarkey 2020 yeah. or something like that. It, it was a line he said in like 2008 that people thought was kind of funny because he had this like Pennsylvania red face drinker look to him where it's like he should be wearing like one of those like Irish, you know, scally caps. Yeah, yeah. And be like, <laughs> fucking malarkey. Like, kind of like have that vibe to him. But yeah, I agree. I, oh. I 100% agree with your sentiment. I think he's got to step it up. The one thing that appealed to me about Biden early on was, look, the last election between Hillary and Trump was very, very close. There's no denying that Hillary won the popular vote. I thought what hurt Hillary in the Midwest in those swing states that she lost that hadn't gone Republican since like 88 and 92, Wisconsin and Michigan, was the fact that enough people hated her. She was so hated People oh, yeah. either liked her or hated her. Where Biden, I know a lot of people like uh, that are like Republicans or even independents. The people I know who hate Biden are people who are definitely are Democrats, supposedly, and left wing people. Right wing people I know, some of them hate him, but they don't hate him the way they hated Hillary. Right. So I was like, all right, he's middle of the road enough where people won't go out of their way to vote against them. Where people who are like, I will wait in a fucking blizzard to vote against Hillary. Right. <laughs> Ugh. Like, that's how much they hated Hillary. They were like, if that bitch thinks she's getting near the White House, we will lock her up. So the one thing I thought about Biden, though, is I thought Biden would actually be a little bit tough with him. Where, like, in the debates, yeah. I feel like Bernie has a little too much to be like, you know, hold on there. You know, he gets he gets a very, like, curb your enthusiasm about it. But I feel like Biden, the smart if I were Biden, I'd be like, dude, I will stop acting tough. You're not tough. Hey, America, this guy's not tough. He keeps acting tough. He's not. Trust me, if I went like this to him, and if I were Biden, I'd do this move. If I did like a little, yeah, like, I'm up, like let's fuck, if I do a little yeah. check, what's up? You know Trump's flinching. You know it. He's not a tough guy, everyone. He's not. Look at him. He's he's, he's a chubby guy. If I went like this, he'd piss his diaper. Look at him. He's frumpy. He stands okay? He can't tall. walk downstairs. He's fat. His wife doesn't want to hold his hand and shit. Like he's Yeah, I mean, Trump is tall. He's a tall guy. He's like 6'2". Yeah. yeah you see good. Baron Vaughn, his youngest? Dude bigger? looks like he's like look up Baron Von Height if you can. He looks like he's like six seven. This kid. He is so is tall. The youngest oh! Baron. I haven't seen a picture of this kid since year one, dude. Oh my dude god. Dude shot up. He shot up these last three years. They've been like they've been feeding him like fucking 
baby blood or something. This kid, well, that is like yeah. unnaturally tall, dude. And he is freakishly tall. I mean, Melania probably has some good height on her side, too. I mean, she looks like she's about 5'10". He's, he's tall in both of them by like six inches, dude. He is huge. Weird. That kid also burns ants, right? I don't know. Everyone got mad when people he's made fun gone, of the kid. He's gone way past ants at this point, dude. He's got like rows of headless cats in his closet. Dude, dude he's Christian Bale in American Psycho without any kind of real charm. For sure, dude. 100%. This kid is so fucking weird looking. Oh he is. He's just. Everyone he's, in his family looks so weird. This is what he looks like. He's just. He's got these shoulders that go up to his ears. Yeah. And it's just very like lanky. I feel like he. Uh, he has like what's that guy from um, the Nightmare Before Christmas with yeah, Jack yeah, Skeleton yeah. or something? Yeah. He's got that body. It's like <laughs> legs that go into your nipples. Face off. He looks just like Jack Skeleton. I oh I think God. so. I think so. <laughs> All right, we do have a comment here earlier that I didn't address as it happened. I don't know if he's still watching live, but you are a producer. We're going to talk about some of the podcasts on your network. Oh, yeah, dude. And I want to get to know James Webb, everyone. A lot of people don't really know James Webb and his start and why he chose the path he did, so we will be getting to that. Look at me. I'm teasing like I'm some kind of AM radio guy. All right, across the screen, one B. Casper wrote, but how could you guys blow each other if you're not in the same room? BK. Is that some sort of rumor about us that we're very close, you and I, or I mean, is that just him stirring the pot? It's not a rumor. We're gay, and it's fine if people know that we're gay for each other. Uh, no, B. Casper uh, exactly. is a uh, part of this network, actually. She runs a podcast called uh, That Time I Got Arrested. Um, it is a very good podcast all about her incredible life, um, getting arrested, almost dying. Um, That's a cool title. It's it's honestly, it's it's a really cool listen. Um and she's actually going to be on a podcast on this very network tomorrow at 10 p.m. called Nobody Likes You with Dale McPeak. She is the guest. I knew that. I saw that she was going to be the guest. So that's going to be. Uh, so thanks, B, you stupid bitch. We'll see you tomorrow in the studio. Uh, thanks for the question. So Nobody Likes You with Dale McPeak. And everyone, go back. Pause this one right now. Go back to like 40 episodes ago, I think, of Kill Gallon's Pub. Yeah. The Dale McPeak episode, I oh, think, was sorry. maybe, it's not the most listened to episode, but it's definitely, I think, one of the one that got the most reaction. So many people hit me up saying I was crying, laughing, listening to that episode. The story Dale about Mc... the hospital is like Dude, the hospital story. Anything ever. He talks about opening for uh, Louis C.K., Oh, yeah, that's right after he did that, yeah. Yeah, he had just opened for Louis, and, you know, that was right right around the time where people were like, why does Louis get to do comedy? And, and yeah. Which which is another part of society that's a little weird right now when someone's like, I thought we'd get rid of him. How come he gets to come back? Because um, he has an audience, yeah. and it's and people he could like just him. call up a venue and say, hey, I want to sell tickets to a thing, and people let you. I mean, he's, it's not like he's on death row. I don't know. Like, I'm not – and by the way, when I say that, it's not like me endorsing what he did. I thought what he did was awful. But it's funny that, like, if you try to explain a bad person's whatever, people go, are you defending him? I'm like, You're their best friend. Yeah, no. It's ridiculous. But, yeah. We're complex than that, kids. Yes, we are. Damn straight. So Dale has a podcast in which he interviews people that that a lot of people don't like, apparently. He uh, famously had Mikey Manker, who was a friend of both of ours, but he was uh, a dude who – ruffled a lot of feathers in the comedy scene and pissed off a lot of people and that was a really good listen and basically he has on people who are problematic you could say yeah anyone you you if you're a comic watching anyone uh who's ever been a nuisance has been on this podcast i well not anyone but 
most of them i'd say we're we're working on getting more actually uh and in two weeks i'll make this this announcement right now uh in two weeks the cast of hillary is going to be on nobody likes you with dale mcpeak so bobby buds and todd massey will be answering all of your questions i don't know if you if you out there listen to hillary it's the most problematic podcast in chicago uh and uh, those two dudes will be taking it all night from you guys next yeah, next week yeah. yeah so people will submit like things that they're pissed off about right they'll be like why are you a dick why are you a piece of shit like stuff like that right yeah we try and we try and get like we've we've gotten like paragraph long questions before and those are the ones we like because like the idea of the show is yes to be entertaining and like ooh, like there's fucking intrigue and you know drama or whatever but it's also like there needs to be some kind of real utility to it and like if there's real beef with someone that can be solved let's get out there for like 30 minutes to an hour talk about it try and resolve it we had uh there was a beef uh zach o'ryan was on uh i think the the last episode of the last season of nobody likes you and uh aaron nadell called in about a real beef. like he actually called into the show and they worked out this like real beef that they had with each other for like months and stuff and like they both came away happy and friends and like everything was fine like that's this again the drama of course but we we do want like some kind of like resolution at the end of this show so like it's it's not it's not all about clicks. It, it is about it's about healing. That's so. good. And and people who aren't into comedy or anything like that, again, you're gonna listen to some gossipy shit. So it could be yeah, fun for you to listen you know, to too. It's pure entertainment. So why it. would uh what would people have to hate about B Casper? Find, find out tomorrow. That's a good that's a good uh, little tease right there. All right, cool. That's a good uh good little plug for the podcast. Uh nobody likes you. It's a cool 10 name. PM Wednesday nights. There you go. All right. Here's a question though. This is a hang episode of the podcast, so feel free, everyone, to throw some questions your way. Ron Grant, Joe, did you do stand-up um, at Zany's this weekend? How great was it to get that work again? Ron, I did do stand-up at Zany's, and it was a lot of fun. Luckily uh, for me, the last show was the best show because the late show Saturday night wasn't so good. <laughs> so I got to rebound from that. I made a couple mistakes, but also, well, you know, here it is. Now that these comedy clubs are starting to open back up again, I think people are learning how to be audiences again yeah. and comedians are learning how to be comedians again. And James and I did a project together that I'm releasing part one of in a couple days. I uh, made my return to stand up comedy earlier in the month. I didn't really talk about it on social media. I was, I did three sets in one night. So it was kind of a cool comeback to uh, comedy after about five months off. And I did two spots at the laugh factory and sandwiched a spot at Joe's on weed street in between James followed me around filming it. So we like we're releasing it as like a little mini docu series, I guess it would be three parts, one part for each set. Uh, just makes it easier that way. Otherwise it's too much editing for me. Yeah, <laughs> Still not that good at it. <laughs> it's a lot of editing. Anyhow. Um, the, it was just a weird crowd. Saturday night. Someone threw up in the showroom before the show even started. Cause they were that fucked up. That was the early show. And Zany's is a great club in Chicago. Laugh factory. Com all the clubs in Chicago are great. Okay. Comedy bar. I don't even work comedy bar. I'll endorse it. Cause I'm a good person and my friends work and you should go there to see them too. The improv out in Schaumburg. I don't believe that's open yet, but when it does, there's a lot of cool stuff happening, which um, leads to this next question. Uh, Chad McDaniel, our comedy clubs are opening in AZ. How are the clubs doing in Chicago? Cool. Um, I actually read it wrong from the comment thing. I thought you were saying your clubs weren't opening. Um, yeah, I got to imagine Arizona's were probably opening up uh, sooner because I don't know how you guys are doing with COVID and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, the things are starting to pick back up. Uh, Zany's had everyone social distance. You have to wear masks. They take temperatures before you walk in. So that's good to see. They're taking precautions and everything like that. And um, 
Yeah, it was a fun set. I just realized that I did some of the, so a lot of the material I was doing in January leading up to my last hour filming is edgier stuff, I guess. And I don't even consider it edgy, but it's controversial topics. You know, I've got, a, I've got jokes about like, you know, race relations and, you know, mass shootings and, you know, other stuff, you know. Probably um, want to hold those in right now, I would think. Yeah, that was the thing. I, I started out doing pretty good, and then I kind of went into it without really preparing them. And they got a little weird on me, and then I got weird on them for that. And I realized, <laughs> oh, a lot's changed in the world since January of 2020. It's now September, and a whole lot's gone on. So I'm trying to every, – every comedian I've talked to was like, dude, it's so hard to remember the old stuff. My old stuff is getting me in trouble. Not it's good stuff, but dude, if you think audiences were sensitive before, people are even more hyper aware of shit now. So when I just did kids stuff and like you know run of the mill observational material, it killed and it was great. And then I was able to the last show on Sunday hit hit them with some harder stuff, and then they were totally on board with it because I had already well established myself. And then I made the point of why I'm bringing it up, where normally you could just bring it up, but I had to like. I had to put it on a tee for them, as they say in baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, man. So you, James, though, um, I don't know if this is a secret to people outside of uh, those of us who know you, but you want to open a comedy club. You've wanted to at least for years. Do you still want to, given what's happened um, with the pandemic and everything? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll always want to open a club. Like I've. Uh... What's your vision? <sighs> The dream, you want the full of the dream? Fuck yeah, dude. If you can't, uh, Ron Funches, you know who Ron Funches is? I love Ron Funches. Very, like, lovely dude. I, I don't really great know comic. him. Great, great comic. Yeah, I, I think I met him one time, just like a hi, how you doing, uh, when I was living in LA, but a really nice guy. We got a lot of mutual friends. Anyhow, I saw a clip of him the other day, and he was basically saying, I think he was doing like some sort of like law of attraction type stuff, which I've mentioned a couple times on this podcast, but he was saying, if you're, if you can't even say your dreams out loud, what makes you think you could achieve them? Yeah. So yes, James, I believe that. speak those dreams into existence to uh, lay it out for us. So the dream, you know, I, and I've had this, this dream. I, you know, I think a lot of people like us have had this dream for Chicago specifically for a while where, you know, we, we've been kind of this, like this triple a farm team for the rest of the country when it comes to stand up. Well, and really just really, the coast for LA, New York, for LA, New York. Yeah. 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 But, like this is kind of, this is the last stop on the train. Uh, before people get there to new york or la and uh i feel like we you know we've been steadily losing people to go which is fine that's where all the work is but eventually i want more work more paid gigs to come here and the part of attaining that goal is to have uh, a club that is built by people who know what it's like to be in chicago comedy and and uh and that's why i that's why I want to open one of these clubs myself. Cause I've been, I've been part of this community for a long time. I've watched a lot of friends leave and some of them come back. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've seen, uh, and, and, and it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to see your friends go, but it's even more heartbreaking when, uh, when, you know, they can't, they, they don't feel like they're being treated the way they should. And yeah. uh, having a club like this run by people who've, who've been around for so long, uh, you know, you can, there's an inherent trust in that. So here's anyway, there's the sappy version. Here's, Here's the meat and potatoes. This is what I want. I want a three venue space. This is going to take a while to, you know, fill up and stuff, especially with coronavirus. But I want a three venue space, like a main stage, two cabaret style theaters, kind of like the theater that I started out in in Chicago, the Chicago Center for Performing Arts, where the Edge Comedy Club was. 
uh, if you're familiar. I think you 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 went to the Edge, right? A bunch. Of yeah, definitely. So like they had that big theater, that big main stage theater, like 350 seats, and they had a couple of cabaret spaces, like 100. So you could run like local showcases or open mics in there every night, and then you'd have two or three studio spaces where you could record podcasts. Basically, I want to build the comedy store in Chicago. That's what I. Yeah, like. that's pretty awesome because the comedy store has the main room, which yeah. is. 250 yeah. the original room which is one something and then the belly room which is maybe 75 yeah. i'm guessing 70 ish yeah. um, great dude all three of those spaces are great and then they have like a little podcast studio in the club too they have that i can never figure out i've been in that club a million times the comedy store i can never figure out like if someone asked me to do blueprints of it i'd be like i have no fucking idea because right. there are times where I remember going into one bathroom and I went out the other way from when I came in yeah. and I'm like, where the fuck am I? I'm in the main room now. I thought I was coming from the belly room or the original room. There's staircases going one way, staircases going the other way. Yeah. That's why people think it was haunted because it's just crazy shit. Also, it was called the belly room because apparently back in the day, illegal abortions took place in there. What? That's why it's called the belly? I thought it was like belly laps. Like I that. thought it was belly dancers or something like that, but that was the one thing that got thrown around a lot, that the comedy store yeah. belly room got its name from illegal abortions back in the day. Well, I don't want any illegal abortions happening in my club. Only legal. Only Actually, legal none, because it's still it's a, it's a smell, I imagine. Eh, I mean, you know, we'll set it up right. We'll uh, set it up right. But, but yeah, so I feel like, you know, Chicago has a lot of great clubs. Don't get me wrong. Laugh Factory is great. People run that place are great. Zany's Comedy Bar, Improv, like all those places are fantastic spots. But like there's, you know, the, the closest thing to a DIY spot uh, is that we have right now is Lincoln Lodge. And be, dude, I love everyone involved in that place. And I feel so bad for what happened to them. They were on the verge of opening. Like they were about, they were doing their grand opening, I think in like at the end of March or something. They did a soft open even. They had a few things going on. Yeah, they had a couple shows and then fucking just bam, dude, coronavirus hits like two weeks after they open. And um, I'm praying for them, man. I hope they, I hope they pull through. Mark Geary is a wonderful person who's done amazing things for this town. Great man for an Englishman. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, Genius too. He's like a scientist. He's He's a smart dude. No, I always like having conversations with that guy. Gary's Gary's the man. Um, but yeah, so like we have the Lincoln Lodge comedy bar as well. You know, they started out as a local showcase and now they have like the, the uh, they had a huge complex at Geno's East originally. And, and then coronavirus shut that coronavirus fucking sucks, bro. Like all of our friends are getting taken out by this shit, dude. Um, but it, it blows, but it's going to be interesting when things come back because yeah. it'll be a new world and a new landscape. And I think the the new businesses, I, first of all, I want all the current businesses to rebound and do well, but yeah. then I also think there's going to be some adapting that's going to take place because some businesses sadly won't come back right. and the smart cities and we'll learn, Hey, what are we gonna do with this? These empty storefronts and empty spaces. And hopefully right. people cultivate some cool shit. I got to imagine like leases will be cheaper. That have to be. There's gonna have to be like oh, yeah. some sort of commercial real estate. There's gonna be uh, rent abatement out the ass, dude. People are gonna be like locking down spaces for a year without paying a dime of rent on them. And I because, would think so. And I, I mean, feel, it, I feel terrible. I hate saying this, uh, but I feel bad for the landlords of like businesses because like you bought that space to rent out commercially, and now that like there's no more commercial. Everything is Amazon. Everything is Grubhub and Uber Eats. Like there's no. There's really no or not as much need anyway for a physical storefront anymore. So like so many people are going to fucking, you know, lose and are losing right now. It's just it's really sad to watch. Our guy Chad McDaniel wants to know what would be the name of your club, James? 
Oh man. So we've been kicking that around. Sixty-nine, uh, four twenty. Nice. Fuck yeah, baby. Smoke weed all day. No, uh, so I don't know if this would be a good name for a club, but Stand Up Stand Up was a show I ran, and that name is near and dear to my heart. This would be a stand up comedy club. Holy shit though. I really like Chad McDaniel's suggestion. Can you read that? The comedy, comedy web. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty fucking cool. You get like a Spider-Man type logo thing going on. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. More of a background kind of guy. I don't really like the spotlight. Uh, this is only the second podcast I think I've ever been a guest on, by the way. Oh, uh, I feel very privileged. But the, so, people wouldn't know, though. Like the comedy right. web, that could be like, they wouldn't know that your last name is Webb. I've oh, come yeah. across a couple of businesses where I'm like, oh, that's also a last name. Sure. But I just thought like, sure. like if you found out Baker Square was a guy named Jim Baker, You'd be like, oh, I thought it was because they baked <laughs> it shit. Really All worked right. out for him, didn't it? Definitely uh, worked out. I, I mean, you know, another another name uh, that I'm thinking is uh, is and why why be complicated when you can keep it simple? The Chicago Comedy Club. I like that idea. Did you see that thing I sent you? We shouldn't talk about it on air. Actually, now that I realize it, but I, I sent you a link to a I, business very interested in that it's it could be converted i think i mean yeah. you have to put in a little work maybe throw a wall up here or there but i think it could be oh, yeah. converted anyhow um but no dude i think that's um i think what chicago comedy needs to yeah. be right up at the level of new york and la i think talent wise it is but new york and la has famous comedians and people always right. go out for famous comedians but all those famous comedians are leaving la now they are a lot of them are like that, you know. First of all, they're all friends with a pedophile, so they had to get away from him. And then, like, you know, the wait, uh, wait I mean, oh, Chris, the Crystalia thing. Crystalia, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and now Brian Callen and and what's look, I've never. I, I'll address it real quick because I'm. Not, I don't think I've ever talked about the Delia or Callen thing oh, on this shit. podcast. Yeah. Um, I haven't talked about it just because I, I, right. <laughs> not that I'm avoiding the subject, but when everyone else talks about a thing, I don't feel the need to add yeah, to it. Like, hey, everyone on Twitter. The gender reveal jokes, great, because some some gender reveal party burnt down half of California or something. Yes, gender reveal parties are stupid, but I don't understand the people who scroll through Twitter or Facebook and go, hey, I've seen 400 of these jokes. It's my turn. I just avoid the topic. I'm like, it's been done. It's it's hacky at this point. But um, Dalia, I met a handful of times. Every time I met him, he was really cool to me. He was always with a woman who looked like she was in her late 20s, so I don't know anything about that. Sure. I, I, so far, his accusations have been uh, grooming, and I don't think anyone yeah. has said he's banged anyone underage. So I do yeah. want to get that part right. I don't like, you know, sure. hearsay yeah, yeah. being on the podcast. I was being facetious, but I know I hear you. I hear you, man. Uh, with with the calendar, yeah. show, yeah, that's bad news. So um, hopefully, if uh, you yeah, know, if it's it's true, or, and I don't, you know, I've heard enough where it's like, e. but uh, yeah, you're right. So a lot of a lot of LA comics are leaving. Joe Rogan's in Texas now. Austin, I believe. Yeah. Uh, just I saw the pictures of a studio. Looks they look fucking terrible. I don't know why they. The, the build is cool. I, Joe Rogan, dude, nothing but respect, man. You're the Bro, you're the pod father, buddy. But like that fucking set looks real bad on camera. And so bad. Dude, he had the coolest sets. Like, he had pictures of Jimi Hendrix mugshots and, like, who else did he have? Like, Johnny Cash's mugshots shit. And, like, a big steel American flag. I'm not a big patriot or anything, but, hey, pretty cool decor. You're going to put fucking, like, the original series Star Trek, like, wall shit behind you, dude, in red? Like, come on, Joe. Like, you can do so much better. At least get variable lighting so you can change the color of the room. You're stuck with red forever, bro. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're like the king of podcasts, dude. Fix your shit. I know you're listening, Joe. Fix yes. your shit. 
The paint's barely dry. You can strip that shit tomorrow and paint it white. Then you can have Jamie light it correctly. How dare you, Joe Rogan? I bet they'll fix it. He doesn't have any Marvel characters like I do. Nothing cool like me. Your background, honestly, better than Joe Rogan's new set. Thank you. I think it is. You have T'Challa. Damn right I do. Right there. I got Nirvana's first album, Bleach. I got a Richard Pryor album on the wall, Wanted, Richard Pryor. Hell yeah, man. I got a poster of me when I headlined a show in a, at a club in Alaska. So anyway, though, uh, yeah, it did not look good. I, if I were um, a city like Austin, though, which sadly Austin City Limits, which is supposed to be like the best club there, announced that they're closing today. So maybe Rogan's going to buy a yeah. comedy club. I'm surprised that they would like. Because I heard Tim Dillon's moving there, too. Is he moving uh, to Austin or is he moving to? Was he just fucking around when he said that? Because I, I think I heard that episode of this podcast. Someone else kind of said it too over the weekend when I was hanging out with Zanies. Another comic mentioned that they heard Tim, that it's not like a joke. But also, I heard that here's how much money Joe Rogan has. I think Duncan Trussell is moving, but I I heard that he said to Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz is moving to New Jersey, and that already did. He's there. He moved yeah, there like last on. week or two weeks ago. Yeah. Um. I heard that he said, "I'll buy you a house. Move to Texas with me. I will buy you a house." To who? Who did he say that to? To Diaz. Duncan? I think oh, Duncan, yeah. he might have made that. I think he was offering that deal to a few people. I mean, he has the money. <laughs> dude, apparently. You can buy them a few houses and be fine. Easily. Dude, you know how everyone says he got $100 million from Spotify? Yeah. He's never disclosed it, neither is Spotify. But people in the know are like, mm, it's more than $100 million. Yeah, it's more. That's what I'm hearing now, too. Like, it would kind of have to be because he was making an insane amount. People said he was making at least $30 50. million. I thought it was fifty a year. Maybe it was fifty million a year, but that was not counting like other stuff he does. Yeah. So like, if you want the yeah, rights okay. to that exclusively, you're gonna have to really up it. It's probably at least a hundred million. Yeah. And and he's going to Texas, which has no state tax. I mean, he's still gonna pay the federal tax. That's why um, he's moving. He's got to fucking get rid. Do you want to pay? Do you really want to pay twelve percent of of what you make for nothing? I think that uh, who was saying that earlier? It was. Uh, uh, Schultz, your guy, Andrew Schultz, was fucking saying on his show, he was like, yeah, would you, why would you stay in a place that's going to take $12 million of your money and give you nothing for it? Like, obviously move. Go where? Yeah. Texas, Florida. I mean, it sucks to live there because the people are dumb and they don't, well, <laughs> no offense to anyone listening in Texas, Florida. I'm sorry. Except for you guys. You're the smart ones. But yes, but yeah. Texas, Florida, like, weed's not legal there. You can't do fucking drugs. Like, the, the cops hate you. But, you don't have to pay taxes. I guess that's a fair trade-off. It's just well, if like, you're that rich, everywhere you live is going to be cool as hell. Oh, for sure. you could just get the coolest shit, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I do hear you on the tax thing. I do think sometimes when I hear about rich people avoiding taxes, it makes me like roll my eyes. Be like, how much money do you fucking need? Right. But again, in a state like California, that's so much higher. In Illinois, too, when your state tax is so much higher than these other places, yeah. I get the idea of being like, well, what are you going to give me? I think that's what's always annoyed me. Like... I come from a pretty progressive family, but there have been like Republic, like Illinois Democratic governors and Republican governors where we're like, these people are idiots because the state tax is bullshit because they don't do anything for you. Like oh. the city, the city of Chicago at least takes out your garbage, at least has yeah. like, like all these like services, yeah. you know, um, yeah. the state of Illinois has one good service and that's the Illinois Department of Transportation. If your car breaks down on the highway, they will tow you off the fucking highway oh, for nice. free. Um, and that's we don't have to call anyone. All our taxes go to that's they, it. That's, they, that's but really, what other ones do they do? I mean, they're supposed to fund the schools better than they do at, at least, but they're kind of broke. I just don't understand what they what the states exactly do. You have to pay for the roads, so it's not like they're even doing that. You still there's still tolls in Illinois. Some 
states don't have tolls. I don't know. I'd have to look. Maybe I'm talking on my ass. But it feels like if you're going to pay a high tax, you should be getting more in return for it. Yeah. I, I, I'm totally... I buy into that logic, you know, like I everyone a rich guy would move to pay less money. I fucking hate rich people with money, but like I get, it's like you were saying earlier, like you no, say, but I, yeah. pay, but you're not agreeing with the thing. Well, let me just, well, I want you to be clear though. Cause I've yeah. been doing, I've done shit like this before. Yeah. And someone threw it back in my face once. They're like, I thought you hated rich people. No, 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 no. I don't hate rich people. <laughs> I hate rich people who didn't work to become rich. Sure. I hate like the people who, were born rich and then think they're hot shit because of it. Right. You know what I mean? These trust fund kids who didn't, they didn't achieve anything. They didn't accomplish anything. Mommy and daddy accomplished stuff and they, and they're dicks because of it. And that's usually the case. Uh, you know what I mean? I think I've met one or two rich people in my life that were like, you didn't know they were rich. They were cool as hell. And then later right. you find out, Oh, they're really rich. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know. Cause yeah. you meet a lot of these people and they're pompous pricks and then you find out, oh, well, yeah, they've, you know, they got a fucking Ferrari for their 16th birthday. They grew up in a mansion. Right. Mommy and daddy told them they could do no wrong. Yeah. They, you know, they got a job at their dad's fucking company and like as a COO or something immediately. Like, yeah, yeah. And you just want those people to be honest. You want them to be like, yeah, I grew up with a lot of money and I know how lucky I am and I'm so grateful and people have it way worse than me. And I, and look, I can't help you. You can't help being born poor. I couldn't help being born rich, but at least I'm trying to do something. Like they can never, but instead they always go, no, 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 I built this shit uh when my when i was 18 my dad gave me 10 million dollars and look how i built this and now i'm the fucking president yeah that no trump's a great example of that yeah i mean he made his money in real estate at a time when like manhattan real estate was cheap as shit and some people are like well he's smart enough to buy it i'm like well because he had the means i mean was connected to all the people who knew what they were doing with all that shit who were already taking advantage of the system like of course he was smart enough Yes. All, all he ever heard was do this, do that from the people who are taking advantage of the system. So, like, it's not smart. That's being around smart people who are who are evil. Like, yeah. Uh, and then there's that line, like a small loan of a million dollars, whatever. Get fucked, dude. Like, really? A small loan of a million dollars 30 years ago? It's not a small loan, dude. Today, maybe. But like 30 years ago, suck my dick, dude. You're fucking yeah. you've been taking advantage of people forever. You didn't work for anything. You were just around the right people. You got lucky, dude. Now you're fucking president. Yeah. Fuck. And again, there's nothing wrong with getting lucky, but you have to fucking own it. You have to own it. Don't at act least, like. At least be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I got handed a lot in life. Uh, and here I am. So, and then you say, now tell me what to do for you. Instead of being like, here's what I'm going to fucking do. You know? Fuck. What's that old phrase? Uh, you were born on third base. Don't act like you hit a triple. Or they were born on third base, act like they had a triple, that sort of thing. Yeah, I I just wanted to cl- clarify that because I know you admire a lot of people who worked from the ground up and became rich. Dude, my dad was that. That was yes. my fucking so. father. You know, he he came from nothing. He lived in the Bible Belt. Uh, you know, he was, he, he was, they called him the miracle baby. He was the third try. He was an only child for his two parents who made no fucking money at all. Uh, and you know, he started the ground floor at the company he works at today and he's an executive, like he fucking, and he, he knows hard work and he didn't give me shit when I left my house. He could have given me everything. And he was like, no, you're going to do it like I did. And yeah, I have like, I definitely have fucking privilege. I didn't start at the bottom, but it's like, you know, I made something okay. I think out of, out of what I got and, no, I'm, not did great, man. and I'm, I'm not a fucking asshole about it. Like you, you need to, you need to make sure that you, if you, if you have something, if you were given something that you can, you do everything you can to give back to the people around you. And I, I try to do that. 
uh, as much as Whoa, I Whoa, I just switched camera angles. Is this too okay, close? Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, let's switch it. It'd be a little closer. But yeah, like, you know, just if you if you have if you have more than others and you know you do, make sure that you acknowledge that and work as hard as you can to even the score. Uh, at least in your general vicinity, you know, you can't, not everyone can have, a or at least pay it forward. I mean, you yeah. can't, there's, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how much one individual could do, but you could at least advocate for, uh, paying yeah. it forward and all that kind of stuff. There was, uh, uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's weird. The relationships people have with stuff right now. I feel like everything has to be extremes. Everyone has to yeah. be on one side and be strongly on that side and be on this side and be strongly on that side. There's very few people these days who are just like, I don't fucking know. Or they're just like, sure on that. No, on this. I don't know. Maybe, um, that type of thing. I just noticed with, with the money thing, I was talking to someone over the weekend. It might've been another comedian and they use the expression, well, money's the root of all evil. And I don't think money's the root of all evil. Greed is the yeah. root of all evil. Greed ruins things. There's a lot of great things out there that greed ruined um, at every level. I was talking about this. There's a place in Chicago called Al's Beef. Al's Beef was one of the best beef places. Then they franchised and got really big, and the quality sucks now because greed ruined it, I think. I don't know. There's just a lot of shit that greed will ruin. I don't think, I don't think Amazon is a terrible company. I think they just need to actually play by better rules. They should pay their employees a fair wage. They don't. They're they're cheap as shit when it comes to that kind of stuff. And they dodge taxes. Yeah. That's why people hate when they say when someone says they hate Amazon. That's what they mean. They don't mean they hate conveniently having shit shipped to their house. <laughs> also, that's not even original. The JCPenney catalog did that for decades, but for some reason they were too stupid to realize that people preferred that and they yeah. put the least they stopped printing the catalog because they're looking to cut costs this was like in the like early 2000s late 90s and then amazon emerged by like 2003 or four it was a company before that but when they really took off it was when they were buying up google adwords for everything yeah. so anytime you search for anything they were the first website to pop up because google adwords was so cheap yeah. and that's how they really took off and now they're just a monster. Get this, everyone. Here's something that's happening. I mentioned JCPenney. JCPenney's and Sears, Sears for a while now, but JCPenney's now joining that. They have been closing up shops all over the country the last three or to five years. And most JCPenney's and Sears nationwide were in malls owned by, I believe, Simon is the company that owns a lot of these malls across America. So Amazon is going to them going, hey, you know these old JCPenney's and Sears? We're going to take them over and be like, but we're going to use them as distribution centers. And Amazon loves that because malls are typically located near a lot of people. So it gets them closer so they could ship same day and get to people even faster, which they will then increase their sales in turn because people will just, it's so easy to click, click and something comes to your doorstep. And so some people are thinking, wow, that's crazy because Amazon is helping these malls because they put Sears and JCPenney out of business. They're the Amazon's the reason Sears and JCPenney are out of business. And so now they're taking their old spots, but get this, they're saying to these malls, Oh, by the way, we're going to pay you half of what Sears and JCPenney oh, paid you. No, no. And wow. what are these malls going to do though? Cause who yeah. else would take these massive 25,000 square foot spaces, right? Nobody. That's fucking, that's so, that's, that is a cycle of evil. That's it like, is. It's like just this crazy terrible. shit. Where that's where you, people forget. I mean, there's a lot of free market capitalists, but we've never really had that. We've always kind of had like, we're against monopolies. We've had these antitrust laws for a while where businesses are supposed to compete. And that's great. Look, Amazon competed and they fucking won. They won, they won big time. Big, but then they but now it's a monopoly. Out. 
then they shit in your mouth and ask you to thank them for feeding you. Like that's fucking Jesus Christ. But look, we're still going to order from them because they look, I'm not saying they don't deserve a lot of money for what they do. They made it so that I don't have to go to a mall around Christmas time, which is nice because they're fucking painful. But in the same regard, there should be stuff in place where it says, Hey, richest company on the planet. Maybe let's pay people who work 40 hours a week for you enough money so they could fucking oh, eat. So that dude. way taxpayers don't have to subsidize that for you cheap fucks. Yeah, dude, the same with Walmart too. Like Walmart's Walmart has the, biggest, the worst. Like, corporate welfare on the planet and they don't pay their employees anything. Like it's ridiculous, dude. So like, what Walmart would do. works for Walmart and Amazon should make minimum like $25 an hour. Just I would agree. How, how much money they fucking make. Like. It's outrageous, bro. Costco is the opposite. Costco pays their employees yeah. very well. I think they start at like nineteen or twenty dollars yeah, an hour. Really high. Very little turnover. People who get a job at Costco don't leave because they treat their employees I see the right. Same, I've seen the same people at my Costco for the last like five, six years. A great comedian friend of our, Marty Derosa, he held yeah. on to that Costco job way longer than he needed to because he was starting to make good money doing comedy. Because a, it was a pretty good gig for him. They, great, they full benefits and stuff like that. So there are people. It shows the difference between Costco and Walmart is. The the CEO of Costco makes like a million a year, where the CEO of Walmart makes like eighty million a year. And by the Walmart, way, a million a year is amazing. You could have an amazing life for that with that. So here's actually I, I wanted to bring this up earlier. There's there's you know, like you said, money, the root of all evil is not money, it's greed. So here's something positive that capitalism has done in uh China. It's either China or Hong Kong. So there's a huge uh Hong Kong's uh, a big capitalist place. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think it's Hong Kong then. So there's this, uh, there's a gigantic like uh, rhino horn and elephant horn trade there that just became legal last year. So um, there are a lot of scientists who got into printing with actual genetic material fake rhino horns that are actually like you couldn't tell the difference under a microscope. It's made of the real, the same carrot and all that shit in the horn, and they're selling it at an eighth of the price that it that it costs to uh, sell a real one. So they're going to undercut all the poachers and take the market back so that it, it's not cost effective to poach rhinos anymore. So that's, that's great. That's kind of a cool thing. Capitalism has done. Yeah. Cause know? fuck poachers. Yeah. Fuck no poachers, stuff dude. like that. Look there. Are, I think, you know, I used to joke with you off air when we, when I was going to the studio all the time saying what the perfect system to me was something I would refer to as moral capitalism. Yeah. Meaning. There, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Start your business make a shitload of money. That's great. But we're going to tax you just a little bit more so that way we could take care of some people and we could, you know, invest a little bit more in education because just because some kid's born poor doesn't mean he should have disadvantages because you can't choose where you're born and we're the land of opportunity. Right. Let's, let's truly, you know, honor that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, The reason I say it's greed. That's the root of all evil as opposed to money is because I've met people who were assholes. They got money and guess what? They were just assholes with money. Right. You know what I mean? I've met like, I think money just amplifies what you are. If yeah. you're a really good person and all of a sudden you come across a bunch of money, you're going to be a good person with money. Right. If you're a dick, you're going to be a dick with money. I think it just amplifies what you already are as a person. Yeah. So that's why I'm like money's paper, money's coins, money's digital currency. Now it's, it's, it's greed and it's what you aspire to be. Like the, the CEO of Costco could easily make way more fucking money. Oh yeah. But I think he sleeps better at night knowing that he's doing so much more for his community and the people who work for him. Mm-hmm. That's really the way I see it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and shit, and their brand image is better because of it, for God's sake. Like, it, even from like the most corporate level, like being ethical with your money is the best thing you can do for your brand image. Like, 
it's 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 insane that Amazon and like Walmart and all them have grown past the need to be ethical with their money because they have so much. They don't have to do that because they don't care about their brand image because they know people are just going to go to them. You know, that's that's why monopolies are bad because you can just abuse all the power you get from all the money you take. You know, it's terrible. That's true. I just don't I don't know how like every year now, every couple of years, someone's like order from this company or that company instead. I'm just like, who? Who the fuck are they? Like you, you, you want a new company to come across and compete with Amazon. I just, I don't know. It's going to take a while for that to really happen. Yeah, man. Cause they're even, they're, they're in the game. Dude, that show, the boys, you love it to death. It's on Amazon. So dude, I'll talk about the boys with you for a couple seconds here and then we'll, um, cause I, I haven't seen season two yet. So I don't really know how much I could talk about it. I'll just say this. Um, I'm not as excited. I look season one, I think was amazing television. It was great television. And I remember when the watching season one finale going like, shit, I cannot wait for season two. I was so pumped. And then as season two was rolling up, I started to revisit some of season one and spoiler alert, everyone, if you haven't seen season one, you could turn the podcast off or fast forward. We're only going to talk about it for a couple minutes. The scene in season one, when they let those people die on the plane really fucked with me. And I started thinking about it again and I started getting this really sadness in my soul not a comfortable scene to watch no it's pretty brutal and then it made me have flashbacks to some game of thrones stuff where it's so it's such good television like every episode's like a movie Mm -hmm. and you're and you're on the edge of your seat and it's it's really compelling stuff but some of it's so dark and so like ugly like you know in game of thrones game of thrones spoiler i think this is season one when the one king dies and then the Joffrey took over, I think, or that one piece of shit, Kid oh, King. Oh, when they behead, uh, when they behead. Well, Ned. they behead Ned Stark. So Ned Stark dies out of nowhere, and that really fucked with me because you yeah. didn't see that coming. Because they did that in episode nine of a ten episode season. Yeah. That's where Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones was genius. <laughs> yeah. You know, most shows and the last episode of the season, all sorts of crazy shit happened. They had it in that episode before that, so you were really like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" You know. Yeah. Um, there's one where that king had like bastard kids. And some oh, of them yeah, were Robert babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, th- some of them were babies. And there's a scene where like the guards were sent in to kill the babies because they wanted no bloodline because they didn't want the babies to grow up and one day challenge the throne. Yep. And the one like security guy or like whatever, or soldier or whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. he was looking at the baby like, I can't do it. And the other person's like, oh, for God's sakes, and took a knife and just, and you're like, good Lord. Um, people like were into this shit. Yeah. Th- that made me turn it off. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this for a while. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm eventually going to pop on the boys. Yeah. I just have to get that fucking scene out of my head because I, I think I put myself on that plane and I know it would never happen because there aren't superheroes. Right, right. But right. like, no, it's, it's a, still it's very traumatizing. Like I've watched, I mean, I was in the same boat with you, dude. I've watched, that scene like with intent a couple times just to be like analyze it for myself be like holy shit like this is some real ass shit like little girls got left on that plane dude. yeah like, dude really hardcore but this season Having kids changes you too i'm yeah i bet dude like it's got to be 10 times worse for you but like this season is there's definitely uh uh there's the darkness but so far they've only released three episodes which i like because it gives me something to look forward to every friday uh smart they, yeah yeah they, they uh, combine what netflix and hbo did very yeah. smart um they um they didn't they didn't go so evil with it this time yet um, okay but i'm sure it's gonna build you'll it's definitely the i'll tell you in the last in the episode three some some shit goes down some shit goes down in every episode but like 
you're not going to get that same feeling yet. So if you want to jump back in, you have a little safety buffer before it gets too real. And I'm sure, yeah, I'm going to jump back in. I'll probably do it this week. I, uh, and I'm sure there's going to be a great payoff for it too, because when our guys, the boys, um, (laughs) I just, cause the, the, the dude seems so unbeatable. He is like, like Homelander or Billy the butcher Homelander. Yeah. Seems so unbeatable. Just wait. And I just, is it going to be like one of those great scenes? Like in again, spoiler season six or season five or six of uh, game of Thrones. When Arya Stark gets that revenge on um, house Frey. Because to me, that's the, one of the best revenge scenes in any. That movie. was that was insanely good when she takes uh, the mask off. Yeah, it's just like and she just fucking tell them the how Stark remembers. Yeah, remember, yeah. They was, uh, dude. The North is going to be better says. than season two is going to be better than the first season. Just all right. Give yourself a chance, bro. Get in there. All right, you were always my go-to guy for Marvel stuff, and you know I was really late to the game, but I am of course obsessed. I've probably watched Endgame like nineteen times. Um, <laughs> That's my favorite movie ever. Hell I yeah. love I love everything about it. I, I'm excited for the Black Widow movie. I want I yeah, want more. Dude, I want I want Phase on. Four of the MCU to start. I want all this stuff. I want more. I think I'm more excited for the Black Widow movie for the the post credit scene, which is supposedly supposed to set up some major shit. Um, do you have any like uh, any rumors or any uh, MCU things you want to tell us about that you recently found out? Um, I heard that the uh, the one of the main villains of the the entire like the next arc is going to be Modok. Um, do you know about Modok, the guy? That uh, sounds familiar. Was that the person in um in Doctor in Strange? That, no, he's in that little. Oh. He's in that suit that like that. He's the big head and the little tiny arms and legs that kind of floats around everywhere. He's uh he's like a scientist that gets like forced into a like a computer. He's basically like half computer, half man. Oh, and, was he in like the X-Men animated series yeah, episode? Yeah. Yes. Modoc okay. was in that. Um and like uh and so AIM is going to come back, the bad guys from Iron Man 3. Um I don't know. Cool. There's there's some pretty cool stuff happening. I'm not I'm not totally abreast on Marvel stuff though just because like it's been so long since like anything's. Ha- it's I kind of forgot about Marvel, honestly. Nothing's come bit. out since um, yeah. Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah, that was the dude. end of the last uh, phase. They did. If everyone you don't know, they put them out in phases. What do you think they're gonna do with the Black Panther um, franchise going it, forward? They gotta give it to Shuri, dude. They cannot. They can't. That's recast. his sister, who's like the yeah. scientist, genius scientist. They can't recast t'challa like you can't that, recast chadwick boseman he was too great chadwick forever. like i'm talking like 100 years from now dude don't recast the black don't recast t'challa you can have another black panther just no t'challa died 100 years ago don't even fucking do it but uh his sister should get it she gets it in the comics and it's you know honestly like if t'challa were to die in the movies it would pass down to her because it's a family line thing so smart she, pass it down to her but how do they how do they kill off t'challa I don't know CGI some stuff or like make it have like I mean, references to a battle or maybe they, plenty of people. Yeah. They you know how in um, Rocky five, it opens with him like all fucked up from the battle yeah, that yeah. was Rocky four. Yeah, maybe yeah, they yeah. could have black Panther two open up with him. Not like no one really noticed it, but he took some real blows in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. And he's still kind of recovering and there's some sort of weird side effects and eventually just it took him out. I don't know. Yeah. I'm but trying they, to think. They, yeah. They do have to, however that God, I, I don't want to be the writer in the room for that. Like me oh, either. Shit. Fuck that task. <laughs> they're they're going to incite so many riots if they get it wrong, uh, I, that I will be in. Um, yeah. It's I don't to, know. That's gonna be hard to pull off. Give it, give it to Shuri and, and, uh, yeah, just say T'Challa passed on and that's it. You don't, you don't even really have to explain it. Just be like, 
yeah, one day it's a child passed on and it was terrible. They can tell it in a little like CGI story before the movie. And then like they don't even have to have Chadwick's face in it. And then boom, Shuri. And then a big memorial at the end of the movie for Chadwick Boseman, of course, or at the beginning, wherever you want to put it. And then we, you know, we move on. It's what, it's probably what he would have wanted to happen, honestly. Definitely, definitely. Maybe they could like open with like a, you know, the tribute thing could be, it doesn't have to be close-ups on everybody, but they could kind of play out the, like a funeral in which you see like Black Panther. I don't know how they would do it. Whatever, like yeah, you know, uh, Wakandian tribal ceremony yeah, type some of thing. Big thing like a march downtown, maybe like show. And then movie. off in the distance, you could see like Thor, Hulk. Yeah, um, some of the Avengers show up. Some of the of Avengers kind of like watching. You know, they pay yeah. their respect. I think that'd, that'd be, be really. Stick us out. You just wrote the scene, bro. You just healed America with the fucking scene you wrote, dude. That's People beautiful. would love that. They that'd would be really. Great. And bring everyone together, I think. That should be on the Democrat platform for 2020. Yes, we will We will give Black Panther the burial he deserves, the memorial. <laughs> he deserves, an eternal flame, much like JFK has. Yes. I, I, saw, I, was, I was getting really, I'm getting really into these YouTube channels that talk a lot of Marvel stuff. And literally yeah. an hour and a half before the news broke of Chadwick Boseman's sudden passing. And everyone, check out my YouTube channel. I did like a a little mini podcast where I kind of paid tribute to him as an actor and um, talked about the impact and why everyone is, was like, just like in almost in tears, even people who weren't like close to him. Dude, it was was just, yeah, just to go over it again. It's, it's so sad. And I have so much respect because how courageous this dude was filming epic movies and physically grueling roles of this superhero while dealing with for four years. He made five movies, bro. Five movies since 2016. And again, shout out to everyone in his uh, his crew because nobody oh, spilled yeah. the beans. Nobody said dude. shit. Yeah, they kept it on on, on lockdown, which is nice to see because everyone's always opening their mouths these days when they're Imagine not supposed to. Imagine having a circle like that, bro. That'd be a yeah. Big... Just well, when you're that great a guy, people honor what you do. So there's a little lesson, a little yeah. message for the kids: be a good person, and um, people will do what he asks them to. They'll honor yeah. your wishes. <laughs> I saw a thing on a YouTube where they were like the, you know, the next core of the Avengers because we all know the first six being Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Scarlet, uh, not Scarlet, uh, Black, Black Widow, Marvel. and Hawkeye. Yeah. And this next wave, they're kind of like Captain Marvel, Spider-Man. They had like a little poster where there was, I think they put Spider-Man in the middle with Captain sure. Marvel, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, yeah. and like um, Ant-Man or something like that. And I remember sure. being like, oh yeah, this is still a great That's crew a squad, of superheroes. Dude. That's a squad and a half. And then... And then you'll have Guardians of the Galaxy will still be around. Yes. And yes. so, yeah, there's still going to be so many awesome stories, so many good heroes. Um, I, I, Thor emerges my favorite because how great Ragnarok was and his character yeah. joining with Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy and also doing some the Thor and Thun, uh, Love and Thunder. Looks like it's going to be a dope movie, I too. I can't wait for that, bro. Holy shit. They started production in Australia this week. They did? Really? Yeah, I, I read that. I watched it on YouTube. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty great. And then uh, Ant-Man's Kid is going to be uh, Cassie Lang. She's, uh, uh, what is her? The Young Avengers they're going to do? Yeah, they're going to do the Young Avengers. And Spider-Man's going to be in that. So it's like, we're getting a whole lot of Spider-Man pretty soon, dude. So like, it's the next the next batch of Marvel stuff, it's going to be, I kind of feel weird about it just because it's been so long. Um, like, I, I hope it has the same kind of punch that it did because they really ramped it up so well. It just kind of kept the emotions high for, the, was for like 10 years. Perfect. And dude, now it's this big. Perfect. This big stoppage is just like you know, the, the, you know, there's stuff to fill the gaps, but it's like I'm still I, pissed. I, Endgame didn't get nominated for an award for best picture. I mean, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, what are you going to do? That's just know? what they're not into comic book movies. I mean, Black no, Panther, not. which was great. It's maybe, I, I don't know, if I were to rank my MCU movies, Black Panther's probably like number four for me, number three, number sure. four yeah, in that yeah. range. It's sure. great. Then That's not a knock to be that, that high. You, that makes you a racist, but that's... that's yeah, for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's why it's right. number four. Right. If, it were, if it were White Panther, <laughs> duh, clearly number one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's... it's it, No, that that's saying something though. That If you're to be even in the top seven on a list of 22 movies top 10 is incredible because they're they're all i I really do love them all there's maybe a couple movies where i'm like i don't need to watch that one yeah right yeah but even if it was on tv if it was like on tnt flipping through the channel you'd still would watch you'd stop on it for a Mm -hmm. while but there's so many great movies that to pull off endgame in that way they did yeah where I'm still jealous that I wasn't following along enough to have been like, I got to go to opening night. Cause I think everyone knows on this podcast, I got into Endgame like six months after it came out by Disney plus came out in November. And I caught up basically by watching all those is, is just still insane to me yeah. that it, they didn't reward it. They, they should have said, look, we got to give this thing a nomination. It's not going to win because we're just not into this type of thing. Winning. We're more into artsy films. Fine. But it should have been recognized more for how incredible it was a three hour movie that didn't feel three hours. Yeah. Also, the way it tied up, it did callbacks to previous movies. I really, it's just, it's just hard to, it's one of those movies to me where if you follow it and you don't like it, I question you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you and normal? Bro- you didn't like Endgame? Are you, what's fucking wrong with you? You know, yeah. that's just, it's a whole it's mountain like, of cherries on top. Endgame is, I, I loved that movie so much. Yeah, for sure, man. All right. Well, let's wrap up right now by talking yeah. about our day yesterday and then you could plug oh, the podcast. Yeah. Uh, all of your podcasts, I should say. Uh, James Webb and I played in the, an annual. It's not even an annual. We're playing almost weekly now. But uh, yeah, the, the Chicago great. comedy scene has been playing a lot of softball this summer. Uh, traditionally, it used to be just on holidays like Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day. And um, we played some big ones. We played three games yesterday. James is, was the captain. And Joe Fernandez, who's a regular on this podcast, was the captain of the other team. James' teams were victorious, taking two out of three. I'll say this. The, in the group thread... There was yeah. messages from people saying, damn it, I am so sore today. Dude. <laughs> How did you feel this morning? Oh, my God. How did I feel 20 minutes after the fucking – dude, <laughs> I couldn't – I almost, like, had to stop. I, I live a block away from the park. You do. And I almost, like, collapsed on the sidewalk walking home because I played another game after you left. So it was I like, know. You guys played four. I, 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 I played three, and you guys threw in a fourth, which was insane to me. Listen, I – I've been working out a little bit lately. I've been keeping yeah. that under wraps, but I have been exercising and eating right. I've been doing these daily shakes. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I've only lost a couple pounds, but I feel a lot better. Yeah. So when I woke up this morning and saw all those messages of people complaining, I felt great. And I'm like, look at this. Look at this. I'm going in, my, I'm going in the right direction. This is awesome. But no, hold on, James. You're going to feel very satisfied and, and vindicated in a, few, in a few seconds here. Yeah. At around 4.30 today, uh-huh. I went to open my refrigerator. As I completed the open, my body said, fuck you to my brain. And my lower back, like, ah. And now, like, my neck and then my ribs and this whole side. And I think because, you know, I'm righty, yeah. swinging, just that swing, yeah. you know. And, and it just all affected me. And now I join the rest of you in Good. being in a lot of pain. Good. You deserve it. And uh, it, was, it wasn't, like, hot. It was actually perfect weather. But all that running around in the sun, it adds up, you know. Yeah. Well, and you know, you were getting hits all day, and you know, I was—I did a lot of running, man. You did. You—you're a—you're a fucking—you're a solid base runner. I'll tell you that, you piece of shit. You—you definitely—you <laughs> uh, get your—you get your extra bases in when you can. All those 
comedy softball, a lot of errors. So you're, of getting, errors. you're getting so many extra bases if you get on even one. Uh, so yeah, you, you I, were running around a lot. Um, yeah, that's why I think my legs are killing me right now. Yeah. I did have one six slide. You had some nice hits, but you also lost your temper there, James. Did you really explode in the fourth game, or was it Campbell, earlier? Man. No, I mean, you know. I saw you throw I your just, bat. I didn't think that was a big deal. I, I threw the bat at the cage, at the ground, okay? I was I was not trying to hurt anybody, but yeah. You, you know, some of you might know. You probably don't. You know. I have a little anger problem sometimes. Try to keep under wraps. You know, we all have a problems, right? You and, do a great job keeping under wraps. Next dog. <laughs> I, I, I got a little bit, like, because we were... That was the first game. So we were down by like, it was 15 to five, bro. I was not happy with the way my team was performing. And I take full responsibility. I was not doing my job as a coach and a captain to keep my team in line. Okay. And I got a little frustrated. I threw a bet. And I got a little upset later on in the day. And I yelled a little bit. But like, you know, and if you're watching, I'm sorry. I know. I have a problem. I'm working on it. Um, but it was fun. It was a fun day, dude. Fucking six hours of softball with a ton of cool people. It's seventy-two degree weather, dude. It was the best. It was one of the best Labor Days I've ever had. It was that was fun. I I agree. I had such a blast doing it. I will say this about a bad temper. Yeah. If you're, I think there's there's two uh, things I'll, I'll say about it with yeah. how people react. When you threw the bat at the fence, I've done that a million times. I'm notorious for that. Right. I thought immediately like. I hope no one gives him shit for that because that was clearly he just needed to let off some steam. He aimed it away from people. And it was yeah. so obvious because I have that thing where I'm mad, but I'm still kind of in control. But it's like I got to do something. So I'll take like a can of something or if I have the bat in yeah. my hand, I'll go away from people and like hit a tree or I'll chuck it somewhere. So. All right. Fine. Right. I never I don't think people need to apologize for that. But when you do when you yell at other teammates, then it's like, all right. I had a moment or two when my team was kind of booting the ball around where I just was like, listen, let's, let's settle the fuck down. That's yeah. all. That was the worst I got yesterday. And I've been much better because I notoriously like not last summer, I think two summers ago, I had that one. It was at Hamlin where I threw a bat like damn near across the street. You almost, People... you almost broke the bus stop. You threw, yeah. the bat, you threw the bat over a covered cage uh, and almost hit a fucking bus stop glass. It was and, and on a major busy street. So that was yeah. enough for people like you do need to apologize for that, even though you weren't aiming for us. You could have killed someone. I think yeah. sunscreen I kicked all over the place on at people. So <laughs> that was a lot of apologies were necessary there. And then I'm like, look, I just in my head, I'm like, I can't go to these things anymore. I get too irritable. And at the time I was sleeping like three hours a day. Right. Now, yeah, you just, now I'm children. getting seven hours of sleep a night. I'm much yeah. happier. I'm chill. I don't let bad things. When I play bad, I let it go. Airs. I, I, I chill it out with all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. But I definitely have no problem if you want to throw a bat or spike, um, or just throw a can of beer or whatever. As long as you're not aiming at people, right? And it just cools you down a little bit. Fine. I don't understand other people getting mad about that. It's like, what do you? They get into that thing where it's like, hey now, hey now. It's like, yeah. what do you, my dad? Get the fuck like, away from me, come coach. Come on, man. I'm a grown man. I let me let me look, blow off some steam here, okay? Because I'm not Joe Kilgallen. I'm just trying to blow some fucking steam off, right? Now. Few people are. <laughs> I had that once with a teammate. I played in a league once where I threw a bat and someone said, "Settle down," and I said something like, "Fuck you," because then yeah, then I got off. someone to be mad at. Yeah, because I wasn't dude. mad at anybody. Now I'm pissed at you. So shut Don't the fuck off. Don't talk shit to the guy trying to like be less mad, dude. Please. The, to me, I think that's a lot of people who just didn't know how to be around confrontation growing up. Because right. people who've been around confrontation just they could sense. Yeah, when like, you, oh, when, he'll be fine in a second. Like, yeah, give, him a, give it a minute. Yeah. He'll be yeah. fine. He'll be chill. He'll high five us on the next good play, yeah, or give yeah. us a give us a pound because it's coronavirus. Fucking, 
babies. Jesus right, Christ. absolutely. All right, tell everyone about the People of Comedy Network. The People of Comedy Network is Chicago Comedy's premier podcast network. We have, God damn it, I can't even put a solid number on it. It was 30 before the coronavirus. Uh, it's somewhere around maybe half that now. Uh, podcast I'm still part of the network. I just network. don't go to the studio anymore. Bill Gallon's definitely still part of this family. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're Maybe I'll return. Please, please, God damn it. I just upgraded this room. By the way, let me tell you about this room. This room is now the most powerful. I'll go ahead and say it. The most powerful podcast studio in Chicago. Uh, rivaling that of Joe Rogan, we have three 4K cameras in here that we live. This this gentleman right here live switches uh, during shows. So you get a very premium experience for, you know, unfortunately, I do have to charge to stay open, but for no money, basically. <laughs> like I'm losing Great money. rates. But uh, like we have a very, very great studio here um and all the people who are recording here are just the best folks we got hillary with todd massey bobby buds please don't listen to that podcast uh if you are offended by anything um or just don't listen to it in general um the pussy power podcast that just got done live streaming tonight with uh day day tiny thickens and uh carmelita jones um three comics who are fucking like up and coming comics who are absolutely hilarious uh the lobo den podcast uh the new ogs with bobby hill and xavier lamont they're doing it remote now, but they're still going. They're here. They're every single Friday at 4 p.m. live on People of Comedy Network. You can see them talk about uh, all of last week's events uh, and some future stuff, including Marvel stuff. Joe, you should tune into them because they talk about Marvel shit all the time. Um, God, I'm going to get so mad. Uh, 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 nobody likes you with Dale McPeak tomorrow, 10 p.m. live on People of Comedy. With Did you Pete say Pastor. Legal Aliens? Uh, legal Aliens. I'm uh, trying to think of other ones. Every second... It's every other Monday. So next Monday, there'll be a new Legal Aliens live with uh, Avi Sanchez and Jose ESL Gonzalez. Um, Avi Sanchez, by the way, quick plug to him. He's headlining Zanies in Old Town on September 22nd. You need to get tickets for that. Go to Zanies, uh, chicago.zanies.com for tickets. Um, what the fuck else? That's how I feel with Dwayne Murphy Jr., a.k.a. Danny Lime, a.k.a. Young Citrus, giving you that news fresh squeezed. Uh, me and him oh, were... dude, we forgot to talk about you taking to the streets. So the People of Comedy Facebook page, we'll wrap yeah. it up here. We're almost at an hour and a half. I wanted to do an hour and a half tops. Okay. Uh, you have been taken to the streets where you guys have been following the protests. What could you tell, just to summarize real quick, because yeah. we could probably do a whole two hours about these yeah. uh, we'll protests and all that stuff. Um, what If you could summarize in a not summarize let me just let me rephrase this yeah, yeah yeah what would you like to tell the general public listening to this podcast what they're not seeing on the news because we all know the news is showing one thing but what is actually happening like what is the news not showing what is the news getting wrong you're you're not you're you're missing the most important part you're missing the message like the news the news needs to sell advertisement so they need to have fire and yelling and flashy shit. And, you know, you'll see the news if you go to a protest. They'll set up their little camera right here with their big, fat, 50-year-old cameraman that stands right there and does nothing for two minutes, and then they'll pack it into a truck and leave. They don't stay on the scene. They don't follow the energy. They don't follow the people. They don't listen to the actual message, which is justice and stop killing us. Us is, of course, uh, black Americans. So, I was going to say James Webb's extended family, but yeah, yeah, yeah. black Americans, playing, you know, Asians and white people. Uh, but but no, like, you know, you you miss this message if you watch the news. And I understand not everyone has, you know, three hours of a live stream to sit down and actually watch intently and listen to things. But you you absolutely won't catch that watching clips on CNN, ABC, NBC, you know, all the all that shit. So we go um, out to these these peaceful marches. You know, we we 
I have my own opinions on rioting and looting and all that that I'm not going to disclose here, but uh, we don't participate in that for sure. But we have seen it very rarely. We've seen it very rarely. Not, I think uh, a report just came out. 93% of the protests in America have been nothing but peaceful. Um, 7% have been violent. And if you count breaking a window as violent, you know, well, again, I'm not going to talk about my feelings on that. But, you know, uh, it's it's overwhelming majority is about peace restoration of 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 liberty to to the black community stop killing them don't believe everything you hear on either side left gotcha yeah no that's 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 good advice period were you at the one where um in chicago the for those of you listening across the world uh the columbus statue in downtown chicago people went there to try to tear it down yeah and we, police were seemed to already be there protecting it, or was it like a planned rally? We're going to rally at the. How did people know about it? I, I, that 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 part was always, I, I missed that part because in my head I'm like, were they just marching and then decided we're going to go to the fucking Columbus statue and tear it down, <laughs> which seems hard to do unless you have some kind of machinery. By the way, um, yeah. that was the joke. That's what people don't realize about these Confederate statues in the South. They're being torn down so easily. It's because they were put up so quickly and they were put up so cheaply. Right. People forget these Confederate statues in the South were put up during Jim Crow in the 50s and 60s yeah. when black Americans in the South were asking for civil rights. They put them up to be like, hey, remember this shit? Like as yeah. an intimidation thing. These weren't put up in 1868 as yeah, in memory of people who died three years ago. Bored into the ground. Some dude with fucking plywood. A bunch of losers. Run over there. And yeah, exactly. So these were really cheap fucking statues. Yeah. So they were easy to take down. But I think the Columbus one looked pretty sturdy. Columbus was sturdy. Uh, that... Were people really throwing fireworks and stuff? And who were these people? Was it a lot of outside agitators, like suburban kids I heard that came this in is, and fucked stuff up? This is a long story, so if you want to save this for another one, we can't. All right, maybe that'll be a teaser for another one. Maybe I'll help you yeah. jump on. I, I kind of been... I have some feelings about that day, and we were there on the scene, and I have some, I, yeah. I have some All right, we'll save that one then, because, yeah, I, I would love that to be a focal point, not something that we try to rush sure. into the last five minutes yeah, of the yeah. podcast. All right. Well, let me say this to everybody. Um, I, again, apologies for missing the last couple weeks of podcast, working on some other things. I will be back. The goal. Yeah, I, st- I don't know if you knew this, James, I was doing two podcasts a week for a while. One kind of a fun hangout like this one. And then one where it's like more of an interview style, you know, like when I had Ryan Dempster from the Cubs on, when I yeah, had Coca yeah. on, I was asking him about some like, you know, more interview style, but you, you and I have known each other so long. It's kind of like, let's get silly and fuck around. Yeah, and I did interview you a little bit too, um, about some stuff. So yeah. I will, we'll get into James Webb becoming like almost an investigative journalist reporter type of thing. And, uh, like the people of comedy page, because they go live all the time with these great podcasts and they go live on the streets of uh, Chicago trying to give yeah, you the do. real news. Yes. So, um, everyone, where else could they follow you, James? Uh, you can follow, the, uh, follow the people of comedy on Instagram. Uh, that's at people of comedy network where, uh, facebook.com slash people of comedy. Um, people have got people of comedy.com is coming soon. I promise. You guys got uh, a Patreon. We do have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash people of comedy. Thank you, Joe. I would have forgotten. Um, and my Patreon next, as well, everyone check it out. Yes, Posted something new to, recently. Go to Joe's. Um, and then, uh, for the next at on at the end at 11:59 p.m. on 9/11, I am taking down our GoFundMe. People of Comedy has a GoFundMe. I did already full disclosure. I already upgraded the studio completely, but I wanted to maybe offset some of that cost because everything I buy in here is completely and totally out of pocket. And with the funds that that I get paid by the comics who use this space, uh, everything goes back into the studio. So if 
If you want to help us, uh, the GoFundMe link is pinned to the top of the People Comedy Facebook page. And I believe it is in the bio of our Instagram. I'll change it if it's not. Um, and then if you want to follow me, um, I'm at Aclism, A-C-L-Y-S-M on Instagram. Um, I post pictures of my dog and Photoshop stuff that I do sometimes. So Yeah, it's uh, great. He's the meme king, everybody. <laughs> I am a meme lord, yes. Yes, you Thank are. You. All right, James, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Everyone, this has been Joe Kilgallen's uh, podcast, everyone, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Uh, you can check my website, joekilgallen.com. I do have some dates um, coming up in Chicago. I'll be at Laugh Factory next weekend and doing a bunch of other really cool local shows. If you want to check those out, support the podcast on patreon.com slash Kilgallen. And I will be with you guys soon. Check out the YouTube channel and follow me on TikTok. You guys are great. Thanks uh, for checking us out, everyone. Cheers.